hello, everyone, and welcome to another ISACA podcast. My name is Chris McGowan. I'm the Information Security Professional Practice Principal at ISACA. Joining me today is Zach Folk. Uh, we're going to talk about his upcoming article, What Enterprises Need to Know About Chat, GBT, and Cybersecurity. Uh, welcome, Zach. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Uh, excited to, uh, to to be a part of the, the ISACA family at this point. Uh, so uh, j- just very excited and uh, looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, uh, before we jump into your article, um, I wanted to touch on a few things so our audience could uh, get to know you a little bit. So you do Ironmans, is, is that correct? That is correct. Yes, yes. I actually, ar- around the time that this article should be published, I should, uh, should be in Portugal about to do my fourth. Jeez. So you're a military man, correct? Yes. Yeah. I've been in the Alabama Guard for 14 and a half years uh, and I've enjoyed every second of it. So, yeah. Thank you for your service. I'm a retired Navy, actually. I did close to 23 years in the Navy. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, My my cousin's stationed up in Norfolk. Uh, He's a I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he does. He, but but he's he's a jumping uh, on a ship, I imagine. Yes, yeah. He's equivalent to an E seven. I forget you guys call E sevens. Yeah, and, chief. And, that's what I retired yeah. as myself. Yeah. Nice, nice, very cool. Well, uh, again, thank you for your service. So, ChatGBT. Um, it's been the talk of the town. Uh, just AI in general, right? It's it's everywhere you look. AI this, AI that. Um. So in your article, you referred to ChatGBT as like uh, evolution of the encyclopedia. What exactly did you mean by that? Right. So, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to age myself too much for everybody, but, you know, b- back when I was growing up, right, you, you didn't have Google, you didn't have Bing, you didn't have anything, right? So, so and, and really, I, you could say that, that Google and, and Bing and, and all that was, was the first step, right? Because an encyclopedia for all these young kids who don't know what it is, it was a really thick book. That you had on your on your uh, your mantle or your bookshelf that you would ask your your dad or your mom a question and they'd be like, go look it up in the encyclopedia, right? You, you didn't have a search engine, you didn't have something to tell you what you know what cybersecurity was, right? So you, you'd go, you'd, you'd look at the encyclopedia, right? Well, now we've gone from having a a book that was static. Once that was published, people, do you remember the salesmen who used to come to the door? And they would be trying to sell you new encyclopedias, and it was a bundle of twenty-four, right? For one for every letter, um, and or twenty-six. God, ooh, I'm gonna need to brush up my alphabet. They, they always seem um, to show up when I wanted to do something, but my mom would let them come in and talk about it, so it always right. screwed my day up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. See, and and that was that was static. They'd have to come back, and you have to buy new ones every year. Well, now with Chat GPT, if you know from from a system admin perspective, maybe I want to look something up about a about a Cisco command, right? And I and I can type it into Chat GPT, and it's going to tell me, hey, I need to type in you know uh, whatever command I'm I'm trying to look for, right? Maybe I'm trying to to bounce the port security, right? I can actually go there, and I can type in Chat GPT, and it'll it'll give me screenshots, right? So that knowledge is at our fingertips tips. It, it, it's on our keyboards. It, it's ever evolving. And it doesn't have to be Cisco. You could ask for brocade. You could ask for, uh, I guess Cisco and brocade are the two that I work with primarily, but you, it, it'll, and it'll populate a screenshot and tell you, Hey, this is the exact command that you need to put in. And then you can do it on your computer. And if you get an error, you go back and, and you're able to actually progress through whatever you're trying to research. Or, you know, if you're looking at, at policies or you want to know something, you just, you ask it a question and it populates the information for you. And you don't have to go buy a book every year or think is, is this updated? Is this actually correct? Has there been anything else um, that has been added to this search? I mean, it, nowadays you just 
put it in the chat GPT and you, you can go fact check. It's not always right, but it is, it is an encyclopedia at your fingertips for whether you're trying to work on something or you're trying to do research on something. Yeah. I think a big key there is you don't like, usually you'd have to be some kind of, have some kind of background in cybersecurity or whatever it may be that you're searching in. But with the chat GPT or these AI models, it's pretty much, you don't have to have that resident knowledge. You can just, just have a conversation with it and it mm -hmm. learns from the questions you ask, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and that's, that's really the uniqueness to chat GPT is, is, is how it can have that conversation with you. Um, and, and of course, I'm sure most of your, your listeners have heard about prompt engineering, how important that becomes when you're asking these questions to chat GPT. And I mean, it really is amazing to see how it, it'll take something from maybe three or four questions ago and, and, and just integrate it into the question that you ask. Um, I mean, it, it really is something else that, that, you know, Google, IBM, uh, Apple, they, they've all worked with AI in the past. Just none of them took this approach to it. Right. Um, and, and to have a conversation with AI and, and uh, they're, they're, oh, I think they call it the realism engine, um, you know, to, to have that and pull it and, and just continue to build on the conversation is, is, is I don't, it, it's really awesome to me. <laughs> It's revolutionary, right? That's pretty much what yeah. it is. I mean, the sci-fi movies have been talking about AI and taking over, you know, Skynet and all this craziness or whatever. But I mean, this is one step into, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. It's just one step towards um, machine learning, you know, doing its own thing. And I, oh, I for mean, sure. there's, there's pros and cons to it, obviously. Um, right. But mm -hmm. speaking of pros and cons, um, how do you think ChatGPT um, enhances enterprise security? Well, so uh, obviously the ability to to have AI within within your enterprise security, uh, really that's that's the key nowadays, right? Um, because you know the first thing you think about is, God, how many alerts does a SOC analyst get, right? You know, and and this really goes beyond ChatGPT, right? I mean, and you can take it outside of cybersecurity. How often does your HR department get hit, right? And 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 you know, it's not just ChatGPT. There are other companies, but to to implement AI in general into into your into your cybersecurity posture, and in, in nowadays it's it's almost like not integrating the MITRE framework, right? I, I'm I mean, if you're not doing it, you're 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 gonna you're gonna be wrong, right? I mean, our adversaries are using AI and ML to you know better their code, right? I mean, that was one of the first things you saw about ChatGPT, right? Is is there was a group that created a worm that obfuscated itself that that was that was changing as it moved, right? And if you're not leveraging AI on the technical side of your cybersecurity posture, man, you're not going to be able to keep up with the threat every day, right? Um, so when we're looking at things in in the in, in this from I guess from our perspective, right? Um, anything that you can automate and help augment your staff. I mean, staff augmentation nowadays is 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 crucial, right? You just don't have enough people, and honestly, there's not enough skilled people out there either, right? I mean, you you can bring somebody on from college, but they don't know how to use your scene tool. They don't know how to use your endpoint detection tool. So you need you need to actually the, the staff augmentation part of what chat GPT and other AI models can offer you, it, it it better it better builds your posture. It's another layer in that defense that you need to be building for your cybersecurity um, defenses. And and I mean I'll kind of throw it back to you if you if you know if you have anything to add to that there. Um, 
but I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed using AI um, on our on our side and, and working with customers from our side on, on what type of, you know, one, which company they want to go with, which AI model they want to go with and implementing that in. And a lot of it is a staff augmentation or just alert fatigue. I mean, you look at some of the these new EDRs that have AI in them. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, okay, the 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 secretary may download the Excel spreadsheet from from that Outlook file, but you, but your new EDR that run a, that runs AI can actually stop that from happening, and that would have stopped the Colonial Pipeline, right? The 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 hack that Colonial Pipeline had two years ago, it was it was it was a downloaded attachment from an email, and and now you have EDRs that have AI in them that can stop that. I mean, it's awesome, but you got to keep up with the adversary because the adversary is also saying, hey, they're they're getting smart on on the defensive <clears throat> side. We got to get smart on our side. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the adversarial, I mean, chat GBT, you know, that's the buzzword because it's the more mm -hmm. publicized one. Obviously, there's a lot of AI models out there um, that do different things. But how exactly do you think the the adversaries are using these models um, to better their cause? If that makes sense. Oh, well, how, I how think first and foremost... I think the biggest thing is it's it's one they can they can actually improve their code and their tactics right when they're actually trying to drop an exploit right or or if they're trying to code something that hey once we get inside this is what we want it to do they can test it they can ask ChatGPT hey look I can't figure out this line of code to make it do X right so that's when you start and and I know ChatGPT and all these other AI guys are like oh hey look we're keeping the adversary from doing that but that's where prompt engineering comes in right you got to say hey I got this line of code and I need it to just execute that you're not saying, hey, I want it to exploit a, you know, a Cisco switch, right? Or I want it to exploit a Windows, you know, 16 vulner server 16 vulnerability. You write, hey, this is the next step in the code, right? So, so first and foremost, they're helping it to develop their tools, right? And and what and how their exploits work. The second one, honestly, and it goes past, you know, Chat GPT, but some of its other, I guess you'd say, brothers and sisters like Whisper or Dolly. Um, Social engineering, man. I, I, I mean, the, the social engineering aspect of, of chat GPT, whether it's voice, video, or just even on, doing research on a company, right? I, I mean, chat GPT can help you do research on that company. Hey, what, what questions should I ask this bank to sound like a customer or a provider, right? Um, I, I mean, it's, it's a whole nother avenue of they don't even have to almost think on some of this stuff. They can just go in and be like, hey, I need to know which questions I need to ask here. What makes me sound like a, like a reputable, you know, uh, I don't know, some, you know, ATM provider, right? Um, and, and they can get a list of questions. I mean, it's almost like you hear a social engineer. Hey, my greatest tools is a board. Okay, well, clipboard makes you look official. Now I have an official set of questions now too that I can go ask these questions and I sound even more official. Or let me let me, you know, figure out what is it what does a badge look like, you know, and you can have Dolly create you, you know, a fancy looking badge or something like that. So I, I think social engineering um, is is probably low key the the biggest enhancement for for ai on the uh, attacker side because it's just going to make it a lot harder for us from a human perspective to know if it's real or not yeah i mean just the average person could sound so much more sophisticated and even if there's a language barrier they can mm -hmm. bypass that using a lot of these ai tools i mean speaking on social engineering I, i've worked a few missions in the navy where we did a lot of social engineering mm -hmm. and it was a lot of going on, I'm gonna age myself, on uh, not Facebook, MySpace, and <laughs> finding out information on people and then using that to, to generate uh, phishing emails 
and things like that. Um, but these days, I mean, I've played around with it a little bit. Um, what I haven't played around with, but I'm interested in is the, um, the dolly. That's the one with the images, correct? Yep. Yep. You, you can, you can Generate create images. images and, then, and then the ones that they can impersonate someone's uh, voice. Whispers. Um, the other one they have that whispers. does that. So Which, I know that, I know that a lot of people have been using things like that, especially during like, um, um, politics and stuff like that for misinformation mm -hmm. and, and with all the things going on in the world right now, um, you sometimes you can't just trust what you hear or see. You have to verify. And uh, right. that, I mean, to me, is a little scary, but to the average person, because, I mean, I've talked to people who, you know, aren't computer savvy or security savvy, and they're like, oh, ChatGPT, you can't get it to do something bad. It'll tell you it can't do it. And you said it already. I mean, it's just how you ask the questions. And and again, prime example, you mentioned phishing emails. You don't have to say, hey, I need you to make me a phishing email because it will tell you, hey, look, I'm an ethical machine. I don't do this, right? <laughs> uh, but if you go in and you say, hey, I'm a marketeer from a cybersecurity firm and I need an email generated to an executive, it's going to build that for you. And that's part of your fit. And then you can, you can continue to critique that email and that phishing attempt and make it look more and more legit. And again, there's also a huge like technical portion that we're not talking about here that does take skill. I, 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 I may, uh, sounds like phishing super, super easy, but it's actually a lot harder to do um, to, to get it really, really good. But the content of that phishing email, um, you can make it sound super professional by, by using chat GPT and asking it the right questions. And again, it goes back to that, that prompt portion. Yeah. I mean, we, we've said it, we said it already earlier in the, um, in this uh, podcast, they're getting better at what they're doing using AI mm -hmm. and it requires pretty much requires us in the security field to utilize the same tools to catch them from, you know, the stronger they are, the stronger we have to be, which means evolving. Um, so what do you think's next for AI? What's, what's the next biggest thing? Oh man. Um, so I mean, we jumped right off the deep end when ChatGPT was released, everyone was like, Ooh, ah, you look at IBM's had Watson since the sixties, right? I mean, they've had a, and, and, and they use it for a completely different reason, right? Google's been working with AI for the last 15 years. Microsoft yeah. has had AI for the past 10, 15, 20 years. Just no one took it from the idea of, hey, we could replace the Google search bar, right? By, by uh, hey, you know, come ask our, 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 our AI what you want to know. And then you don't have to click through the 10 pages of, of Google, right? It, it, it'll give you the answer that you're looking for. Uh, but really, the next jump for AI, I know we talk about, with, you know, the security aspects of everything, but the actual business as itself, right? Um, you know, I, I know people who are, well, let me start with that. The business as itself, right? I, I know that there are companies out there who are leveraging AI models to help with the HR, right? Um, there's a tool out there that, that companies can can bring in house and you pretty much let it have all access to, to, to your stuff. And, and, you know, your, your company is able to, you know, your employee can go on there and type in, hey, I want to take PTO, right? Uh, how much how, how much PTO do I have? Oh, I've got this many. I want to take PTO on October 5th. And it'll, and it'll go and register your PTO, right? Um, and, and then, you know, just, just for, I see from an HR standpoint and then a business analytics standpoint, right? Um, I, I know there are some people out there who are using it to try and evaluate the stock market to make sure that they're buying and selling at the right time. It, it, it goes way past security and, and, 
AI, you know, you, you don't think of it as like, I'm not thinking of it like iRobot wise, Skynet wise, right? Like okay. it's, ju- it's just how, how on an everyday basis it makes people smarter, but lazier at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's going to be that, like you said earlier, it's a revolution, if it's a revolutionary shift and how we do things, how we accomplish things. And it's how it's integrated into, into daily life. Right. Um, and, and what are we, like, cause eventually AI is going to be in, in the household, right? It's not going to be on your phone. It's not going to be just answering chat. It's going to be in your fridge. It's going to be, you know, in it's going to be incorporated into your house, into your daily routine. And I still think we're kind of far away from that, but that's the next step is it's going to go from the business side, how people are using it for cybersecurity, bettering business, bettering financial models. And then it's eventually going to hit like, who, who like, what is AD, ADT security doing with this? Right. Or, or, or simply say for any of them, right? There, there's got to be some sort, you know, there's going to be some sort of AI involved in security systems eventually um, and, and and to help augment. So it, it's that it's that shift into AI where it's in your everyday use. Um, and you already, you already see it at Kroger and Walmart, right? And th- these companies are already using it to make sure that their supply chain's better, right? So I, I yeah. mean, we're, we're already seeing it. Um, it's just, we don't hear about that as much because people are worried about, you know, I, you know, like, am I going to have to create a password to make sure it's my mom on the other end of the phone? Right. So, you know, I, I know that, you know, it's not a Mexican drug cartel that kidnapped her. <laughs> trust, but verify is some of my favorite term right there. Trust, but verify. That is, uh, that's actually my tagline uh, in my, on, on my military emails. It's, it's Ronald Reagan, trust, but verify. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Military guys, we all, we all kind of think that same way. So I've got, um, it's been a great conversation. I've got one final question or maybe not a question, just a statement. And then, you know, you can comment on it or <laughs> choose not to, but how, how are we, how are we as, you know, society going to regulate AI? Oh man. Did you, so did you see That's why, why I, I said it's more month? like a statement? It's not so much a <laughs> <Did> question. <you? laughs> Did you did you see the cover to Wired magazine this month? Oh, I didn't know. Is it that what it okay. says? Well, so I'm not going to spoil that, but go go look at <clears throat> go look at the the cover page of Wired magazine this month, and and it's got some good stuff there too. Um, but but it's it, it is right up in front in your face because look, you, you've already seen it from from Google to OpenAI. Look, they, they've they've been in congressional hearings. That's one of the hardest things. Having worked with the government, they they are that Congress doesn't understand AI, right? No. And, 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 I, and I mean, now there may be some people within Congress who do, but the actual regulation of it is going to be on humanity, right? Um, sure, we can sanction it, we can do all this stuff, we can put parameters on it, and it and one how you and I choose to use it, right? I, th- that's the biggest thing is is you have to have a moral right? compass. Yeah. Right. And that's something that if you really want to get into a world and global economics, politics, moral compasses, man, we we, got to work on that as a society right now. Uh, But that moral compass in turn. Throw it out there, man, because it's it's a tough one. So the moral compass of each human that's using it and then the companies that are actually developing it, like you saw that, that uh, Microsoft pulled back their, their, their AI, right. They, they, they had realized that it was, it was growing and learning things that they didn't want it to be. It was becoming, well, I will throw it out there. They were having issues with everything that people, people were, were searching. 
and they they pulled it back. They did some reconfigurations. It's going to be on those companies to say, yeah, hey, obviously we're a business. We need to monetize this, but how do we monetize this safely so that we don't cause mass chaos? Um, so again, I think like most professionals in this, like, hey, the, the AI overlords who are controlling this right now, be smart because a lot of it, look. I work with a lot of good young kids who are ethical hackers, but sometimes they're like, Hey, I did this and this. And I'm like, all right, stop and think like, and they're like, Oh, so uh, again, we've got a lot of smart young kids out there who are using this tool and, and learning how to move forward. So I, I encourage mentors out there who, who have young kids who know how to do things and are curious, make sure you keep them on the moral straight path. And obviously the companies have to have to play yeah, that part too. Just because you can doesn't always mean you should, right? Exactly. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but on that note, do you have anything else to share with our uh, audience before uh, we get out of here? No, no, I just, I, I greatly appreciate being on here talking about AI yeah. and, and all that. And, uh, and, and thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Zach, thanks again. Um, it was a great conversation. I hope we get a chance to uh, do this again sometime. If anybody has any questions or uh, once the article is released, um, you can click on a link below and uh, you can get more information on it. I, I highly suggest you uh, take a read. It's a good read. Um, but for now, uh, Chris McGowan uh, signing off from ISACA. See you next time. <laughs>